0: What's up, everybody? So, welcome back to Heal Section. My name is Rafa Sparza, and I am coming to you live. Not live. It's recorded. Uh, I'm here with my good friend, Mike Stallings, and we're in the middle of trying to figure out if we're going to rename this podcast. Mike, your thoughts? Absolutely. Okay. Why gonna are we going to gonna rename it? Because it already exists. No, but, like, it exists in a fake way. It exists where, like, someone had it, and then they got tired of doing it, and it doesn't exist anymore. So...
1: It's all we need is the... Uh... Hey, by the way, this is our name, just the whole keyboard thing.
0: Listen, first of all, they could fuck off. Second of all, mm -hmm. isn't it important for a wrestling podcast to already get Cheap Heat as they come in? And yes, Cheap Heat is already taken, and we're not coming after you guys, so yes, we know that. But isn't it important that we have somebody that we already have as antagonists right from the get-go?
1: Oh, absolutely. I thought that was us. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, now I see what you're saying. No, but can we please share with them the top two names we did come up with?
0: Before we get to those two, why don't we talk about the other ones that didn't quite make it?
1: Okay. You, you wait, I forgot.
0: I put the kibosh on a couple, but you definitely want to now be referred to, I think, from here on out as...
1: Oh, Potty Potty Piper.
0: Yep. Granted, I think it's a very funny...
1: Just because it turns into potty, it's like so the word potty. <laughs> it's just <laughs> going to go to the potty, T's potty potty at that point. No, potty. There's a pod cat. Do I have to explain this shit?
0: I don't think you do, but I think you need to know that there's no way that I could make that a Twitter handle in any given format. So
1: Why yeah, Why not, dude? That's going to get a lot of good uh, feedback.
0: It would get some good feedback. Okay, so there's that. Um, there's also, okay, I'm going to tell you. You brought this up.
1: Yeah. And it's going to be a fan favorite again. I love it. Oh, go ahead. Why does this even exist? Is there like a backstory to this? No, you say it. It's so much better when you say it.
0: Um. Okay. I'm not going to give you... I'm going to tell you what I originally heard, and then Mike can tell you what he heard. But I said it should be called the Pumps and a Bump podcast. Now... That would play upon, I believe, the 1994 MC Hammerhead, Pumps in a Bump, which I believe Mike heard as Humps and a Bump, which I'm not into as much. But again, you know, we'd be one of the few people who would reference a terrible but amazing 1990s gangster rap attempt.
1: How didn't even come up in a wrestling conversation
0: because it said bump. bump and I thought of a pun for it because that's it's, how most podcasts get their fucking name is up through a pun. Hence, Potty Potty Piper. Potty. potty Potty Piper. Okay, now what's the one that you said that I, I legit like? Oh, the uh, King of the Kings of Pod Style. I think that's a genius name. I need you guys to chime in. You can hit me at, at Verbal Tap Cast. That is at Verbal Tap Cast. And let me know on Twitter if you think that is a good one. Or you can even hit us up on Facebook. We've got a Verbal Tap page on there. Because here's the thing, people. We're getting to that point now where we're doing these things. And yes, it's been a while since we've heard and seen from you guys. I know. I know. You're welcome. We're back. But the thing is, we need something that's going to stick. And I'm okay with keeping heel section. Because if there's somebody who has a fucking problem with it, they can come talk to us about it.
1: What but is the real heel section.
0: I mean, honestly, there. I mean, the real heel section is something we could keep. Just saying. It's just like every time you hear... The real Ghostbusters. I mean, that's like a way of getting around rights.
1: No, you'd be proud of me. Actually, I, like, I just learned my Twitter handle. I...
0: Yeah, what's your at, Twitter handle?
1: At, I gotta change that too, man. At M Stalls Seven X. It's like, dude, too much.
0: <laughs> seven X. What was the M, Seven
1: X? The letter M. <laughs> stalls. How <laughs> do you spell that? Fuck you, the number seven and the letter X, which is 7X. Yeah, dude. I really like Avenged Sevenfold
0: a okay, lot. You that's just, what I thought. Metal. That's fine. You know, what do they say about uh, he who makes oh, a beast out of himself? Oh, man. I'm not going to do the voice. I can't. Fine. He can't do it either anymore, so that's fine.
1: But it makes so much sense, man. It's so painful being a man. You know, if you really cut that song in half and really just what they're trying to say. That's why metal's so great. It's the only music that really talks about the real issues in life,
0: Raph. Yeah, is it real, son? Is it really real, son? That's what I have to say about metal is uh, I actually do love Avenged Sevenfold a lot. I just wanted to make sure that was the exact reason I heard. I didn't know if you were really into like WrestleMania X7 for whatever reason. They deemed the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Hello, correct. Which is another reason why I wanted to double check it wasn't that. It anyway, be, oh my god, it'd be so bad. Wouldn't it be X Seven that? What? I'm. Listen, I don't know these things. I'm just trying to figure out if you were slightly dyslexic for like two point five. No, I have,
1: have a relative that's dyslexic that I'm, which is like put on slander right now. I'm just glad I didn't.
0: Fair enough. Anyway, Mike, you just got done doing uh, the verbal tap podcast, which is the other one that I do. It's the mixed martial arts one. Uh, tell us a little bit of how you uh, how you thought about that whole experience. What you would you feel?
1: It was cool. I, I it was it was different. MMA is not my thing. I know. <laughs> I mean, the reason I watch wrestling is for more the characters. So UFC has characters, but I feel like these days it's hard to characterize these guys because it's yeah. more based on skills and the rankings and you know wins and losses and they don't, that doesn't always breed conor mcgregor every fight you know what i mean so it's kind of hard to keep up with all these white dudes
0: mm.
1: you know what i mean um so yeah it was interesting your uh, your boyfriend kevin uh, boyfriend. your your bff kevin mm. um your bestie kevin mm. you know he's a good guy i really liked where he's coming from did you um,
0: think i would work with somebody that high other than you I didn't think that was, that was that
1: honest about it. I didn't think he would. Other than me, I don't know if he was as high as me. He sounded like it, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: I <laughs> didn't know it was a competition, though. Oh, shit.
1: Getting, getting MMA was high. Jesus.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I like when the, the two areas converge because, you know, Kevin gets a little bit of exposure into pro wrestling, which I don't think he fully understands. He doesn't understand how much he sees in the UFC really belongs to pro wrestling.
1: He does. He just does it on purpose. It's his, his whole I know it's a, a defense stick.
0: mechanism, but you know what, though? There's still plenty of times when he'll hear somebody say something and he will just have a blank face. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, does he not know that this yes chant came from the <laughs> UFC and that Daniel Bryan is parroting Diego Sanchez in the world's most over chant ever?
1: Like, helped it out and like gives him credit for it, too. Yeah. Like, what more do you want? And carried over to baseball and college sports I think and, that's and all goes back to yeah to UFC. Yeah,
0: they
1: don't yeah. want to believe the crossover is happening. It's all good. So I mean, it's fine. It's just, they
0: can live in their own little bubble and pretend no, like it's not happening. But it's I happening.
1: Guar- I guarantee you, dude. He's sitting there, his credit card numbers entered, and you know it's just like <laughs> send. He's just contemplating it for the network. Nine ninety nine is not that much. It I mean, really that really could mm-hmm. like be on the level with Raph like maybe I'll do it and he's just like sweating it he's sitting there it's gonna be a long time I will before. say
0: though whenever we've done like uh for the WWE BJJ stuff for the podcast he always sells the moves really well
1: he's a secret fan dude it's I all good so. all
0: right so now that we've established that if you guys want to listen that's over at uh verbal tap cast you can also check that at com, where you are finding probably this right now um some things have happened since we've been gone, because we've been gone for about a month and change. But the biggest of which was this, SummerSlam. Mike, I have to get your opinion. What did you think of the finish between Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton?
1: I was waiting for it, actually, to tell you the truth. Because that whole Cena thing, when he accidentally – it kind of he went backwards this time. At first, he gave Cena at first, and then he slowed up. Like how you said on the last podcast, that sometimes Brock forgets where he's in MMA or wrestling with the striking. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was like, uh oh, here we go!" And then I didn't know he was gonna give him an elbow. You know what I mean? And just the whole fact that Jericho was confused by it, you know, so to speak, that we find out that, that out later, and just that's the line. Like that's what I was talking about with the crossover. It's just all these things keep happening. Like it just the biggest UFC fight in a, a really long time had happened. The day before. So they had to do something like you said on the podcast before how Vince on the fly. I really think that might have been an on the fly decision and big ups to Randy for being like, yeah, let's do that. You can do this to me. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of
0: blood, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I guess we just live in very different worlds. Like if you came up to me and said, Raf, Vince told me I need to bust you open. I'd be like, "Mm, could we not?
1: The first, no, the, the guaranteed how much is the first thing out of their mouth. How much more money are you going to give me? Mm. What's worse? Would you rather take that elbow or the bareback full of thumbtacks like he did against Foley? Is
0: Hundreds. Is there an option? I just, no,
1: I, you have to pick one.
0: I'm just afraid that Brock Lesnar is going to hit me so hard with his elbow, I'm going to see my brain. You ever stepped on one thumbtack? <sighs> Have you ever been punched by Brock Lesnar? I mean, I feel we can go round and round on this. I think the the general confusion is, is that at the very end of it, everybody seemed really confused. Like, it's not exactly the way to end a match in pro wrestling. So they've done this kind of weird thing with Brock Lesnar where sometimes he's just so powerful he ends a match by being Brock Lesnar. But I'll tell you what made up for it.
1: Unleashed.
0: Because at first I was kind of iffy on the angle and I was like, all right, I guess they did it. It's a little different. Can't Shamrock, but then there was a real moment that just solidified everything, and that was Paul Heyman paying a five hundred dollar fee, which by the way, hilarious in singles and I said, Fuck everybody, Paul Heyman's right yet again
1: for the singles
0: yeah that was that was genius, I was so into how. They could make up a ridiculous fine of $500 for busting over Randy Orton, which I think is pretty funny. But then to get out a wad of cash and pay a ridiculous fine that is already like toting the line of kayfabe and have him pay in single dollar bills. Genius.
1: I think the country would be a little more chill if we actually watched like football players and um, like pro athletes hand over their cash like that. I think so, too. Like just the look on their face with just like, like, I have to give this to Goodell or whoever this corporation is taking for me because I accidentally Instagrammed my penis. (laughs)
0: <laughs> accidentally I don't know how many people accidentally Instagram their penis. I think it's more of a snapchat thing.
1: Oh, that's right That's right. I'm not up. I'm telling you. I just learned my Twitter handle It's okay.
0: <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're pulling you fasted 2008 real quick
1: wasn't event vent seven fall, like hot in 2003 like fuck
0: you <laughs> so here's the important thing Mike I had put this up I put a meme for uh, this on verbal tap And uh, Kevin didn't think much of it. He was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, normally he's really gung-ho about a lot of the stuff I do. That meme I did of Paul Heyman paying in singles got over 20,000 views. In singles? Yes, (laughs) in singles. Single individuals. But I put something on that moniker that I think is more true than anything else, and I need to get your thoughts on it, which is, I want Paul Heyman to deliver my eulogy.
1: How much, do you think, how much do you think that would cost?
0: Don't care. I'm dead at this point. doesn't really fucking matter. It's on my family the, to figure out. I bet you that already exists. I think it does in some way. Like, I'm pretty sure he does birthday messages and shit like that if you really asked him to and paid the right price. But there's something about the way he has a psychology with people that, like, I feel that he's always been good. But he's just aged into this fine wine where it's just perfection so that's what always made me think like man if i died i'd want him to sum up my life and like really get down to the nitty-gritty and then at one point just for funsies to fuck with everybody there who's like really sad i'm dead really start to blame them mid like the eulogy and turn and make them feel the worst for what they did and making it seem like it's their fault do you not think that's a great idea I just
1: get more wigged out that he's going to yell your fucking name when you're dead.
0: <laughs> I'm like, like, whoa.
1: Like, we know who we're here for. No
0: lie, though. I was actually... I had jury duty, and I uh, I heard nothing but lawyers speaking, like, to one another. And any time <laughs> I heard somebody say, my client, I just... My brain went straight to Heyman. It's, it's so indicative of it.
1: It's such a blessing. It to is. Have, it really is. Like, what... Who the fuck wants to sit through listen? You know what I mean? Like, it just takes you to such a, like, more peaceful place if you can have that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that was one of the storylines. The other storyline that really seemed to prevail that we haven't had a chance to talk about and I know a lot of people had some thoughts about, which is this. And we'll get to the actual match that made sense for it and the aftermath of it. But the universal title. Yeah, I love it. You love it. Why do you love it?
1: The name or the actual
0: belt? I don't mind the name because I still think the universe needed a champion. It's just been in dispute all these years. And you've got all these different planets who can probably contest Mm -hmm. for it. But the actual look of the belt, Mike.
1: I can't get off. Somebody called it like a big fruit roll-up. I can't get off that every time.
0: (laughs) Somebody put a meme. And I I put some of my favorite memes in a post. But the one that I loved was the one of Lord Zed from Power Rangers underneath the championship belt. And I was dying. I was crushed dying. Oh,
1: you put it on Nakamura, it's camouflage at this point with, <laughs> with this red leather. I think that's what they're getting for. That's the whole rub with all these belts just to match the color scheme. It's just it's <laughs> well, so. I well- thought thick.
0: with that, though, I thought that it looked like oh. it was made out of old purses oh. that you get at, like, the really, like, shitty fashion district. And I was like, man, did they just, I guess that's where pleather goes. Good for them. Apuji, mm-hmm. <laughs> Apuji.
1: No, it makes sense. Look, oh, Kevin Owens, the KO's red now. Oh, yeah, I saw it coming.
0: I know, I know, we're gonna get there. But let's talk first about this because we're gonna work our way to it. We needed to talk about the belt, but now that we've talked about the belt, let's talk about the match between Seth Owens and Finn. Is Seth Owens too dangerous to work with? Because the internet is convinced of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, my buddy had gallbladder surgery and posted a picture of himself, and I was like, oh, shit, I thought you got in a match with Seth Rollins. It's gotten to that, like, everyday level. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, this guy's on a rampage. No, it's a, you can't throw somebody and expect it to go right every time. Regardless, that's a whole – that's on Finn, man. He wasn't – yeah, Seth Rollins isn't dangerous. Who else did he hurt? forget. Sting. <laughs> Come on, come on, dude. You go. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should have Kevin for his punishment. Go to like a find a like a sixty four year old man, and th- try to make him take a bump and see what the fuck happens. Of course, he hurt him. You know what I mean? They had the discussion. These guys know they're hurt. That's what the whole CM Punk thing. He knew he's hurt. He's like, oh, I'm glad I got hurt so they can finally fix it. You know what I mean? That's. He got hurt too,
0: so what, what, karma, what? Like, Jesus. (laughs) But is there something wrong with the turnbuckle bomb? Because I knew when I was watching that match, and it wasn't the turnbuckle bomb necessarily, but it, it could have, might as well have been, when they were on the ground. And I saw Finn going back, and I saw him clutch his arm. And I know that we're so desensitized by seeing these guys just be perfectly fine after a billion bumps. But when I saw him clutching his arm, I said, oh, fuck and he finished the match. He allegedly popped his shoulder back into place and ended up finishing, which kudos to him. I couldn't have. But if that's the case, I mean, is the turnbuckle bomb though? Is that the one that's you're kind of like,
1: mm, "No, it's you? time and space, man. It's it's separation space. of space." Look at Foley, okay? Mm-hmm. They let go of him. I remember watching the self-destruction of the ultimate warrior and Bobby with well, was like a cutting him down and Bobby Heenan was pissed. Because the ultimate would just like let go and not, you know, guide him through it and like really just like walk away and make him have this little free fall, with, which is like a huge move back there. With before Flippy McGillicuddy burst onto the scene, yeah. Um, yeah, when you let go, that's a big risk, man. That's just you can't control that. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. You can learn how to fall so many times, and one time you're walking up the stairs and tweak your ankle and you're 47 and it breaks. You're like, what the fuck? I used to do this all the time. You know what I mean? But bump after that's why, you know, Kevin won't give it credit because they don't understand that these guys are taking these bumps 260 days a year. You know, punks like I used to have to do that. And then the, the car rides like worse. Like my muscles are just like tweaking the fuck out and, You know what I mean? There's a lot of wear and tear there. So, you know, you get to, UFC is a lot different where you get to go camp and get attended to because they have people that give a fuck, which CM Punk, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to take this time on the podcast to give Mike the ability because, yes, one of the unfortunate things was Finn got injured. Finn had to relinquish a title. And I felt a little bummed about that. I think most people did because it's the idea of seeing the realization of a dream happen, especially like his fucking parents are there. Like, just think about that. That's amazing. That's a great thing to see. But then the next night having to relinquish it. And I guess the worst part about it is you think, well, now they got to start over from scratch. Oh, it sucks. He's going to be out for like six to eight months or something. Who knows how long he's going to be out. But then something wonderful happened. And something so wonderful that I figured I'd give Mike the ability to share how he felt and his reactions to when they literally handed Kevin Owens a championship in the WWE. I
1: mean, you know how big of a fan of the indies I am? Mm -hmm. Dude made the indies. He was a big part of PWG been watching this guy for 10 years plus as some wrestling manhattan the whole thing with generico i can go on and on how he yelled at us at pwg because adam you know did his whole ah kevin owens turns to us kevin steen at the time silence didn't your mother teach you if you have nothing nice to say to shut the fuck up (laughs) you know the whole crowd wow he's yelling at us he's yelling at you you stupid fuck like oh my god like just to have personal connection with him. And then for a long time, dude, Triple H is my favorite wrestler. So when he popped down on the screen, which nobody saw coming again, it does the camera work on it. It's beautiful. It was a sheer surprise. And that's almost the essence of wrestling sometimes. There's a lot of critics of it. Oh, fucking Triple H. Just st-. No, that's how wrestling used to be on a, like a weekly basis. All these fucking crazy finishes, run-ins. And that's what well, was the essence of that attitude era. And they finally went back to it. But nobody had Twitter back then. But to see, I had somebody in WrestleManiacs ask if, was Kevin Owens not in on the finish? And to think that, to watch it back thinking that they might not have told him and only Seth and Roman and Triple H, it was like a complete surprise. To think that, dude, I'm not going to tell you, yeah, I cried. I I fucking had my face before I was crying. I had my face in the carpet kicking and screaming like I was swimming Against concrete, basically, and carpet. And then I stood up and I just started bawling because I'm just I'm on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces and that shit happens. <laughs> TB tears, all this. And I'm so proud of this guy. I mean, I mean, you know, my God, dude. It was so awesome. And you know, he wants it. He's the whole, everybody's wanted it. So to finally just have all that coincide, it's almost like a fate kind of thing. It's funny how you said, like, I, nobody, I don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, like you said, his yeah. parents are there. Being hurt sucks. I personally felt like it was a little rushed, but I get where they're going with it, you know what I mean? It's very marketable. That demon thing can sell kids, like it just crosses over so well, but it just makes so much more sense. And then you're going to have Jericho piggyback off it for, oh my
0: God, oh, wait, it's, I, it's such a to, gift. I need to interrupt you because that was, again, my favorite part of it, which is, and it, this is something I, I had sent over to Kevin because I was trying to get him to, uh, Kevin, my my co-host on Verbal Tap. Because I was trying to get him to get excited about it, and he's like, I don't what is this? And I go, this is Jericho, they're a tag team, and he's basically saying, like, we're going to make a great champion. That single tweet, it just put me on cloud nine and said, you know, we're going to be okay. This is going to be a, like, we're still in a fun time despite something really (laughs) shitty happening. I saw
1: it coming from, I was like, they have to do this, if they, with the four ways, like, if they have to piggyback off the RVD Sabu, the tug of war, and the king of yeah. the ring with Edge and Christian. I was like, please, but the whole fact that it's them too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, and that's going to be, they could, oh my god, dude. But yeah, it's going to be, you know what they're going to get. Hmm. You know what they're going to do with it, right? Oh, he said it, god damn it! I can't even not say the keyword word, I'm like playing, like, say catchphrase. It? I said it, like I already said, I already blew it. It <laughs> No pause, like I already, i try again later. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing, man. Kevin, I mean, you got, that was one of the times they rewrote it correctly.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting moment because, I mean, Kevin Owens, he's definitely somebody who they were getting more and more confidence with. And I guess if you look at just the variables afterwards, it makes the most sense. Because you look at everybody else, you're like, well, can you give it to Roman Reigns after making uh, a mistake again? Uh, Can you really give it to Seth Rollins if people feel like, oh, shit, he's breaking people? Or are they looking more to have that, like, Triple H, Seth Rollins sort of WrestleMania moment? And then, well, I mean, you know, it's definitely definitely not going to go the other way either. So, yeah, Kevin (laughs) Owens.
1: I thought big cast can't. Why not?
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What? Just why well, the... they can't do
1: the whole Enzo there? That wouldn't work. We're Mm-mm. champions, and you can't Mm-mm. teach. I like big cast. Everybody we likes like big cast.
0: But you know what? Here's the thing. Again, it's in the same vein of like the Jericho thing, where it works because they're a dynamic and they're a whole thing, and that would be great. But uh, they need to do the tag team world for a while. And then really get us to be in that level and to do it. Because, I mean, just think about it. You had a cast who was literally just saying recently, like, and you know, Enzo, uh, who was just saying recently, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm so stoked. I'm going to be on WrestleMania. And to think I was injured and I'm really getting a chance to go over with these people and they're cheering for us already. And that's so fucking crazy. And then to see a championship already is like, well, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to pull the trigger, at least be smart about it.
1: Vince loves that shit, dude.
0: He does and he, he definitely I mean he's the right size and the right build and you could have Enzo do love with the mic work and sure yeah great but mm,
1: nah. here great I don't mean a tangent back to what we're talking about yes. the Finn Balor thing mm-hmm. I'm getting hurt and relinquishing how's that any worse than what they did to Zack Ryder well the day after WrestleMania, they couldn't just let him and it's talk about his parents being there, they made his dad a pawn and all of it. Like it was his fault. Like how made me think he? of the
0: same thing where I was just like, Oh shit, that really sucks. But again, at least Balor was really injured and uh Zach was really um what's the word? Looking Not forward
1: over... to looking forward to working with Mojo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just find it so funny that that's the best part about them having to troubleshoot and make things work on the fly. So I'm interested to see what kind of champion Kevin Owens is going to be over the next, you know, foreseeable future. Because I don't see him dropping it just yet. They couldn't yep. do it.
1: He's going to drop it in six months when Finn comes back, and they're going to resume regularly scheduled programming. They already did it. Um, they can do a ladder match. They did it in Japan. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking right now is, dude, could you? What? What are the fucking mojo rally podcast sound like i don't know like in kayfabe like i'm almost taking my headphones off and going across rooms <laughs> to stay
0: hyped raf let's do like dude
1: really all the time my buddy said he came into pink taco yeah. i think downy and he said he's like like that i believe it like all the time
0: that's really funny
1: how much cocaine does that guy do
0: <laughs> Fuck. clearly not enough
1: missed the wrong era dude
0: all right so, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about the Cruiserweight Championship. I need you to tell me because it sounds like every time, because you're watching it live and I have to watch it on, on playback a little bit later. But when you're watching it live, it sounds like you're having a religious experience as you're doing it.
1: It's so good. It's on. Un- well, here's the thing like to mark out just real quick. I've been, I know the slew of guys for a really long time. So, again, I'm proud of them. Oh my God, they're getting there. But it's really good stuff, man. The crowd. It's reacting properly. It's like next level stuff. The um, episode where it was Swan against, oh God, I can't remember the mask guy's name right now. It'll come to me. It was Swan against Alucha. And then it was um, Gargano, TJ Perkins, and Zack Sabre, Drew Gulak. Mm-hmm. Probably the best hour of wrestling I've watched straight through in a really long time. Dude, it, all the matches were different. All the matches were really good. If T.J. Perkins made a start of himself. Zack Sabre and Drew Gulak just rewrote the book on technical wrestling. Like, you, if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. It was really thought-provoking. It was all the th- shit you ever thought. Like, what? Like, how do these guys think of this stuff?
0: I don't know. And it's so great because, I mean, right now I, I've always been a huge fan of Zack Sabre. And watching him do his shit yeah. is just like, yeah, this feels like home. This feels like what he should be doing.
1: Fucking man. This is such next-level stuff. I'm so stoked on the guy. And he came out, my buddy was like, this is like a toothpick. And I was like, watch this shit. (laughs) But especially the second match, the first match, I don't think he had the right opponent, Tyson Dew or whatever. But with Drew Gulak and the whole fact that they've been working together and they're both the same style of, God, it was so – it was just beautiful, dude. It was really, really good.
0: And it made me wonder. I was like, man, in a certain sense, like I hope they utilize Drew Gulak more in the future. Because, shit, dude, like, he's another person who I think, in maybe a little bit of time, it just fits right in.
1: I think he's tr- like half trainer. I think he's yeah, like performance center guy almost. Uh, he's turn- he's like borderline Adam Pierce.
0: But I, I feel like the difference is is that I feel like we could still integrate that right now. Like just seeing elements of that, and I think that's the whole thing about this whole. CWC is that you get elements of stuff that you're like, this is the shit This is oh, yeah. so fucking cool.
1: It is it is and I hope it doesn't get watered down um, Like they're doing everything it needs to be like they're doing all the, the Flips with the guys they need to do the flips with and like that's why the Sabre Gulag stuff does. this really map based stuff and then mm-hmm. Perkins and Gargano just combine all of it into one just epic Just like it's almost like a clinic, dude mm-hmm. I didn't realize how good those guys were. I've been a big TJ Perkins fan for a long time, so it's really cool to see this outlet to see these guys finally, you know, get in the main stage and like, yep, we're coming to Raw. It's like, oh
0: shit. Okay, like, okay. But we've got um their next event is gonna be on the fourteenth. Okay. Yeah. Who's gonna be in the final?
1: Bushi Saber. I've been saying this the whole time. When they set this whole thing up, like if they do it next year and they put Ricochet and Osprey in the different sides, I'm just gonna be like, oh, do we even need to watch this? Yeah. You know, what I mean, they had that at the PWG this um this weekend, and like it got down to where Ricochet and Osprey could face each other. I'm just like, they're gonna fucking do it. They have to. The crowd will go just the whole fact they won't even have to do anything to stand in the ring and they'll get a This is awesome immediately. They just. That's a new hot thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much going to catch us up. I'll tell you one quick story that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, one of the things I was really hyped about after SummerSlam was um, I watched it with my wife. We were sitting here, and I went to go do the podcast. And uh, as I escaped, I was like, hey, do you want me to change the channel? Because it's on the PlayStation. I can put it to cable real quick. And I figured I would do that before I leave. And she's like, no. And I was like, why? She's like, oh, I'm going to watch Holy Foley. And I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yep. I like while still doing the podcast, she sends me a note. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm five episodes. (laughs) It's great. I love it. I forgot how much I love Mick Foley. And uh, it made me think because I was like, man, I would never really need to watch that show. Like, I'm happy they exist, but it's not for me. But what a time that you can really share this with people who fall out of love with the sport, but they recognize those individuals or that property of. Man, Mankind is a thing. People will watch him if you put him there. Because the way I explained it to her, she's like, oh, what is that? And I go, uh, it's basically the Osbournes with Mick Foley. And she goes, okay. And then before I know it, she's hooked in to the point where later this week, she just goes, hey, um, do you think they put those new episodes up? And I was like, oh, damn, no. damn, WWE Network. Well played. You got Holy.
1: her. Does she like Total
0: Divas? Nah. Nah. Total, total Bellas
1: is next, dude. You're in for some
0: shit. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I think that she has a certain level of like, nah, she wants to see the wrestlers and she wants to see there. So <clears throat> it was just funny that the next day we're going out for lunch and she's explaining. She's like, well, you know, the daughter, she wants to be a wrestler and she's going through all this. And I'm like, she's literally telling me the story. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. So kudos to them. I I'm
1: you know what I'm there. fishing for. <clears throat> what is that? What point does she bring him up? Can you please get to it? Bring who up? Uh, I don't even know if we should give him any airtime ever. (laughs) Motherfuckers on the show, dude! Like, like an intricate part of the show. (laughs) Mission accomplished! Like, and they're like, everybody's like, it was the funniest thing because if people don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Frank the fucking clown, (laughs) right? Our, Our arch nemesis in kayfabe life who we made almost cry at Royal Wumble. We spotted him. <laughs> Downey <clears throat> takes off running, steals his wig, gives it to me, start talking shit to him, and dude was literally going to cry. Then give it back to him because that's mean. Yeah. But <clears throat> I watched my buddy. We, so weed's a funny thing, man. Like everybody's talking about it. You get stuck. So the same thing happened to me, actually. It's hard to admit. What's the f- first episode. That chick's really hot, man. Yeah. And that's the selling point of it, okay? Like, that girl, she's really, like, easy on the eyes. And then I watched my buddy come over and get super insecure about that was her boyfriend. Like, this one, like, I was like, and I told him, my exact quote to him, I was like, oh, you think you should be dating her? like you like how dare she she can't go for her what about me like i was like what a weird thing to be thinking right now And he's really getting like agitated with like the thought of this fucking guy dresses up like a clown and you know i'm like that's some <laughs> high school shit they went to like their first like radiohead concert together and smoked a joint and that's like the forever memory of them and it's just that's hard to let go of and they placated off of it with fully slamming the door in the dude's face and like did you see me on the network? Did you see me on the network? They let me even wear my clown paint. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Jesus. But the funniest thing ever. So Downey's sister walked up to Frank. Hey, can we take a picture? I had gone home because I wasn't feeling well. It was the night. Um, Ambrose did the whole cinder block bit with Rollins. Mm-hmm. And uh, can we take a picture? And I get a text message. It's my favorite text message ever, probably, because of visual. It spawns. It was running through the Thomas and Mac parking lot with the wig I, ha- I have the wig so in my head so he has the wig in one hand so does he have the wig and phone in the same hand so, and he's running so I always see these little cartoon wheels for legs <laughs> when he's like spinning through the parking lot while he's texting and like I don't know if spell check's that amazing I guess like it was concise you know what I mean it's just like dude you're running and texting man what a world we live in
0: that's amazing
1: it's like that's yeah, I got, should I tweet it? Should I tweet the picture of it in my garage next to that Matt Hardy figure you gave me? Like yes, absolutely. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Like fuck. So yeah, man, Holy foley. good for them. I I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be threatening us on Twitter anymore. Now
0: he's famous. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe he'll make the time. You know, the important thing as kids is uh, to really just see through your dreams. Friend I guess that's. That's really the takeaway of what we got here for you guys. Well, here's the thing. We're going to go and close up shop this week. Thank you guys for listening in. I know that for now we're at least calling ourselves heel section, though. Uh, stay tuned. Maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm very lazy and I don't feel like it. And I did do a look up and on Twitter, uh, I believe it's heel section cast is available. So.
1: Holy, po- like holy, some like holy part. F- holy,
0: I can do the real- potty, potty, the pie, the real is too long.
1: Piper's pit, real- potty pie.
0: Ooh, real hill section is actually a thing.
1: Like, like it's available. Yeah, real hill on section. squarespace.com, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus. For four ninety nine, get your trial free. Like, dude, it, can it come to that point? That means we're getting paid.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, not necessarily, but you know, hey, here's the thing, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take this uh, Twitter name. You heard it here first. Real heel section for now. If we end up changing it, then you know it is what it is. If you guys have ideas or thoughts, hit us up. You can hit me up at Verbal Tabcast or, or at Early Late Night. You can hit up my good friend Mike Stallings here at <coughs> M. M. Mm-hmm. The letter M. Mm-hmm. Stalls S T A. God damn it! L
1: L S. The number seven. The letter X. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that's great. On Twitter. Your uh, oh. I love that your Twitter handle was literally a bingo set of call letters, but uh, yeah, Mikey Stalls Seven X on M Twitter. Stalls. Oh, M Stalls Sorry, whatever M Stalls with Seven X.
1: Gotta shorten that up, kid. You yeah, whatever, it's business.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I uh, the,
1: only remember the home runs, kid. <laughs> Remember that Rickles told me that one time. He did.
0: Yeah. Rickles, the joke I told you was George Burns told it to you once, and I used the oh, ground I, yeah. no, I like no.
1: Rickles better because he tells you that you're a piece of <laughs> shit after. Yeah, you know I mean, like, All don't right, quit guys. your a
0: job. That'll do it for us here at Hill Section, the real Hill Section. We'll talk to you guys later. Be sweet, dude.
1: <laughs> Good, laughing. Still? Well, come on.
0: Man. <laughs> no thanks.
1: Okay, yeah, y'all, okay, you me, y'all. But... You don't know what a pop is. This is what a pop is. You know when you get a champagne bottle and the cork does not looking out that much? That's a teapop.
0: Right? <laughs> 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 Never miss, not now. All right, we have the real hill section. <sighs> oh, U.S.I.